It's a very personal, very important thing. Are you ready, Jerry? I'm ready. Just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Here it is. Show me the money. What's up, guys? Welcome back to uh, Under the Covers, presented by No Easy Buckets. This is Jacob. Of course, I'm joined by Mike and Clay once again. We are back with another week of the best bets. Uh, coming off a pretty good positive week for us last week. Uh, Clay, how did uh, how the recap? What's the recap from last week? Oh, glad you asked. Actually, a uh, little four in one week. So uh, that's the best week so far of the year. We had one game didn't go for us. Cincinnati, shame on you, Coach Fickle. They were uh, they were up seven with a minute left, let Temple score, and then lost by a touchdown in overtime. Not to mention they had three red zone, two red zone interceptions, and three missed field goals. So we were that close to five and a week, but four and a week gets us to twenty and nineteen for the year. Down the stretch, this is where we can cash in some winners right here. Really like this week's slate. Really excited about the games. Yep. What about you, Mike? Well, Locktober improved for me, finishing off with yep. a three and two record. Hopefully, we'll finish out Locktober well, since this is the last week. I guess before we wind into next until November. Yeah. Uh, but three and two, the ones that failed us was Auburn Ole Miss under, and my App State guys did not pull through. Only went about ten. They just look slow. But either way, I didn't realize how bad Ole Miss really could have turned out to be. I, I really was convinced that they would come at home and play a good game, but they I just just don't let me bet on Ole Miss anymore or even with them at all. But Mizzou getting that sixty five, almost getting the over for themselves. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Tigers, Tiger High once again. And we always follow Mike Leach to the abyss. So yeah. that that was my week. Oh yeah, big win for Wazoo game day and everything. Uh but yeah, so seven and three overall for the pod, right? My math is, yeah. is correct. So pretty uh pretty good pretty good record for us coming off a rough one a couple weeks ago. Um so hey, October it's it's uh it's coming through for us. Uh, anything big that happened last week? I know we were all watching a couple of games. Uh I know uh of course me and Mike especially watching LSU, Mississippi State, but that was a tough one. Man. Yeah, but before we uh, really recap last week, let's just give a uh, – Oh, yeah. Let's go into a special segment of uh, just how big of a bozo Butch Jones is. The guy smoked a victory cigar in Neyland after the Alabama win against his former team. Hey, Butch, newsflash. Bama was going to beat Tennessee by 40 with or without you on the sidelines. Don't think you ever did anything. I mean – it's just disgusting to me that that guy would think he had such a big part to play. He took Tennessee and went 0-8 with them last year. I, I, I'm just blown away by this guy's arrogance, thinking he did something against his former team. Like Nick, you're, you're lucky Nick Saban even let you on the sideline. So just to go off on a little rant about Butch Jones, that's where I'm at. Everybody always knew he was the biggest bozo around, but paint your face, paint your face Butch. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Do you think he was dumb enough to just forget <laughs> where he was? Where he was at that moment in time was like, oh, shit, I probably shouldn't have taken that picture. <laughs> and I, I would I would love I, to I think uh, that, but I doubt it. But that was stupid. <laughs> it really was. He, he honestly is probably so mental 
that he thinks he did something and, and he thought he deserved that victory cigar. Brick by brick, he got himself kicked out. Yeah. Hey, like, you know where that cigar go that cigar butch should go in that trash can that you pulled on the sideline last year as the turnover trash can. <laughs> oh man. That, yeah, I mean that just kind of solidifies like his whole thing. Like it's this is this is not like an NFL team or something where the offensive coordinator comes back with another another squad. It's like these kids like committed to you and recruiting, and you're celebrating like you, like they were the and ones that kicked you off the sideline, like because you were bad, because you were awful. Like Poor they gave up on you too. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's terrible, terrible situation there for for the bozo. Um, uh, but yeah, no, you think he? Do you think there's a another job out there for him after this year? Does he have the saving like kiss of approval after this? Uh, honestly, I'm not sure. I mean, he's just an analyst now, so I'm sure he could get a coordinator job. But, I mean, if anybody ever would interview that guy, they would figure out what kind of clown he is. So, I, I don't believe so. No, probably definitely not in the SEC. I could buy him going back to, like, some big – not Big Ten. Okay, but like American Athletic or something? Back. Yeah, like American Athletic or Fun Belt or, you know, something yeah. like that. Who knows? Yeah. We we would fade him every Tuesday night matching game for the rest of eternity. If he oh, went yeah, to the actually, I'm rooting hard for that now. I'm rooting hard for that. For season two, under the covers, we, we need Butch Jones on the field. Uh, imagine him and Hugh Freeze in the same div- division. Oh. <laughs> or say, same oh, conference, excuse me. They would That's just good. rename that conference after a circus or something. Uh, but any other thoughts from last weekend? Anything else uh, from uh, any of the games? Nick Fitzgerald needs to stay on the sidelines this Saturday. <laughs> I know that's a take for this week, but I feel like it's – and J-Mac, once again, you you keep saying it over and over again. Or you said it way at the beginning of the year, me and Clay laughed at you. <laughs> and now we're sitting there another week saying, J-Mac, golly. <laughs> Keaton, where is he? Where is he? He's got to play this week, right? He's got to play. Yeah, the president will conference. play. Yeah, the news conference, he said that they're going to work him in some drives. I mean, it was a very, like, you know, like, it wasn't like we're going to play him. He's part of the game plan necessarily. It was more like, oh, we're going to try to find some situations. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe maybe they come out and he starts the game. Maybe he's just downplaying it early in the week for, like, strategy purposes. But, I mean, you got it. You got to make sure. I, I felt bad for Nick. It felt so bad for Nick that he kept running back out there. I, I really do, too. And Moorhead is kind of stuck stubborn in that regard that uh he's just every week in the press conference stayed with they're going to keep doing what they're doing and hopefully the execution is better which kind of brings me to my next point of you know not really to jab at Mississippi State fans you know since I'm Ole Miss guy but why would you like this was basically the perception around here this summer was how great Joe Moorhead is but why would a football program basically a middle dweller as the Mississippi teams are Mm-hmm. How would you possibly lose the best coach you've ever had in your school's history, and then all of a sudden think you got a drastic improvement? Like I know now we see what it actually is, but e- even in the, that time, you kind of have to look at that and be like, "That's a silly thought to lose our best coach ever and to think we got better coach-wise." So that's kind of yeah. where I'm at now. And Moorhead's probably one or two more bad losses away from really, really getting his job in consideration. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of – I mean, even, like, not being around, uh, you know, the the state, you know, recently for me, like, I still saw on social media and, like, in the 
local media that I follow that Moorhead was kind of like, okay, he's going to come in and immediately be better than, like you said, the best coach that we've ever had, you know, like record wise and, you know, bowl, bowl wins wise and everything. So it's like, I, it was a little bit of false hope, I think, but you did it. We did it to ourselves. So it's not like, you know, ESPN was running his promos or anything like that. Uh, but I mean, it, it's, it's one of those things where you're right. I mean, what I've heard is that there's a zero dollar buyout. I don't know. I'm not the kind of guy that wants to kick a dude out before he's had a chance to like get his feet wet totally. But I mean, too many more of these games where you're not even scoring a touchdown. You're not even showing any type of pep on offense at all. Like, you got you got to call a spade a spade and, and correct a mistake before it gets too big. So that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, and then again, I'll give this guy two years. I really will. I mean, you can't you can't pull the trigger that fast, but he's definitely going to be a two or three coach guy, meaning in years if he doesn't shape it up now, unless he wants to be just going looking for another offensive coordinator job somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, pulling the trigger on him this year would obviously be very hard. I think uh, outside of egg ball loss that it wouldn't be possible. But touching on a uh, a tweet by favorite podcaster of the pod, which is a radio host, Chris Vernon. Shout out to Vinny Verno. We all love him. But he had this tweet on Saturday night. Last year against LSU, Nick Fitzgerald was 15 of 23, 180 yards, two TDs. This year, he was 8 for 24. 59 yards and four interceptions. Verno ends the tweet with a, tell me more about Joe Moorhead. <laughs> I, I I think we're all kind of on that same page of, yeah. it's just not going well. Yeah. I, Dan Mullen, the quarterback whisperer. He <laughs> is. There's not a happier man in, in the country than Dan Mullen. He's got a top 10 team that he took over. and Well, he made him into a top 10 team. And then his – he looks like the best quarterback coach in the country because of how Nick's playing. So he won. He won the breakup without a doubt. No questions asked. Yeah. As we go into week. Yeah. Nine. Yeah. Uh, at least we didn't fire him because that would have, Oh my God, we never recovered from that. Um, he had no reason to be fired. <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> that would have been some stuff we would have pulled. Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, so it was an interesting week last week. We're kind of getting out of that lull of the middle of the season. We've got some big matchups coming up. I think we're a week away from uh, Bama LSU. And then this weekend we have Florida Georgia, which are both, you know, the, uh, are both in your guys' five best bets. So we'll get to those. Uh, let's go ahead and get to the bets. Um, uh, we'll go ahead. Mike, you go ahead and start off this week. All right. Well, since we know that we can ride Mike Leach to the abyss, we're going to ride him to the abyss one more time. They go – to Stanford, and they're catching three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Got to keep riding with them. They're undefeated against the number this year. Big win against Oregon last week. But Stanford, they're, they got been very questionable with Bryce Love here lately, especially with his injuries all year. No chance of Heisman wishes missing two games already. And stepping out of the Arizona State game last week on Thursday night, I think uh, Wazoo's just going to go out there and air it out. 323 yards passing against Oregon last week, Wazoo did. Stanford allowed for 525 yards on defense against Oregon when they played them earlier this year. The ranked 99th in passing defense, Washington State is still number one. And I think we get it done here. We don't need points. We'll take the full win. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I like that. Was a I, good uh, go ahead, Clay. Sorry. 
Uh, yeah, uh, sorry to interrupt, but uh, I'm also on that game as well. Washington State plus three at Stanford. We all know how well we do when me and Money Mike are on the same games. Hey, big shout out to Washington State for that college game day environment. That was the best I've ever seen, and I've been watching college game day every Saturday since I was a kid. Really, really awesome environment. They they lived up to the hype. But basically, the Stanford team last week drew Bryce Love 11 for 21 carries, then they took him out as a precaution. As a precaution, road game on Thursday night in conference, and you get taken out as a precaution. That's all we need to know. Mm-hmm. So far this year, Love has 348 yards through five games. As always, we ride Mike Leach to the abyss. This one's easy. Washington State plus three, but we don't need them. Give me them straight up. <laughs> Love it. We Love it. don't. I'm actually surprised that they're a uh, a dog going into Stanford. I was too. I looked at that line for a while when I first saw it, and I was like, wait a minute. They I just mean, beat Oregon. Kentucky's a top. Kentucky's a top 15 team, and they're a seven-point dog at Mizzou this week. I know. I yeah, I want to get into that one later because that, that doesn't make sense to me. No, that one, yeah, that kind of puzzled me as well. But, um, but yeah, so both of y'all have Washington State plus three. Uh, Mike Leach, y'all are both together on it, and it's Mike Leach. So, it's, it's, it's bodes well for the listeners. Go ahead and take that one. Um, uh, next up, uh, Clay, you go ahead with your next game. All right, next up, we will uh... – We'll go back to our boy, Nikki Fitzgerald. So, uh, Texas A&M, Mississippi State, the over-under is 45-and-a-half. It's a, it's a startable night game in startable. Bulldogs will be ready to play. But I just don't see how there's a lot of points in this game. I can see State winning. You know, they're a, uh, they're a three-point favorite, I believe. But so far, in all five of Mississippi State's games against FBS opponents, the point totals have been 41, 35, 19, 32, and 22. That's an average of 29.8 points a game. That's 15 points less than the total here. I think State probably wins a low-scoring game here. Moorhead saves his job, but I'm taking Mississippi State A&M under 45-and-a-half in the Savior Joe Moorhead game of the week. (laughs) Golly, I don't know. It's down to one-and-a-half, by the way, now. I don't know if yeah, it opened at three, so we people are hammering A&M, which is understandable. But yeah, yeah, I think being a home game, I'll be there, so I'll be live reporting. But <laughs> oh, we'll get a report from the junction next week. There we go. Yeah, better Definitely. take it all, take it all in, get all the reports, interview some people, get their thoughts on Moorhead, and see what the how the students feel. Follow the Twitter. I'll do some live tweeting during the game <laughs> if I have service. Of course, of course. Um, but, yeah, but I mean, I'm, be, I'm with you there on the under, though. I think it's going to be yeah. 20, 24 to 17, so we'll hit right at the under. We'll get a little scared there, but it'll, it'll be 20. I mean, States had to – It has to. they had to have hit the under in every game since they played Kentucky, right? Dude, LSU and yeah. Mississippi State, one of my picks last week. That was the easiest money on the board. Yeah. So, they haven't, we haven't hit an over in, like – maybe you said that, Clay. I missed it, but – yeah, we haven't hit an over in a long time. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Well, well, it's up to your next game, Mike. All right. We're going to keep it in the SEC. I'm taking another underdog. We got Vandy going to Arkansas. And I've got Arkansas one and a half at home. But, of course, when we get to that level, we don't need the points. 
we'll take Arkansas. But Vandy, they've only covered one out of the last five. Arkansas getting the big shutout last week against Tulsa. Good pick on Clay's part. It brought a little spark, a little momentum to the table, especially with the young blood they had come in the middle of the game last week. Or actually, he had to start last week due to an injury for the backup for Arkansas. But they're looking at mixing them both in this game. So we'll see what happens. Arkansas has covered four out of the last five and four out of their last five when they're at home. Keyshawn Vaughn, running back for Vanderbilt, sat out last week against UK due to a concussion. Practice this week, probable for the game. He, but you don't come out 100% after a head injury. So we're going to play that into factor. And if it's close, a line is this. And you're in the SEC, you might as well close your eyes and take the home team. So there we are. <laughs> this is just a – everybody's going to be watching this game, given the SEC slate this weekend, I'm sure. This is going to be the one oh. everybody chooses. <laughs> <laughs> it is the put everything down and watch this one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so I like that one too. Uh, Clay, what do you got next for your game? All right, next we're actually going to go with another under, which uh, sets a new record for most unders I've taken in one week. We have uh, – I know it's not politically correct to say it anymore, but the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Georgia, Florida, under 52. Most of these are defensive-oriented teams. Georgia got Georgia had a bye week last week after giving up 275 yards rushing to LSU. I believe uh, – I believe this is a low-scoring defensive game. Last year, Georgia, after they had a road loss to of 23 points at Auburn, the defense gave up 27 points in their next three SEC games combined. So I think this defense re rebounds. Florida, Florida's a defensive team now. Mullins just trying to get his offense by before he really get, implements his system. Yes, he makes Felipe Franks look competent, but how competent can he look against this Georgia defense? So – I really like this. This is the 230 CBS game. It has some huge implications, which we didn't really think it would early in the season now that now that Mullen and the boys are rolling. But I like Georgia, Florida, under 52. Yeah. Yeah, you that got this a, game too, right, Mike? Yeah, this is my third pick, Florida. Yeah. Or, of course, the under 42, 52. Uh, both teams average the past five meetings 42.8. That's a combined score between these two. Uh, defensive minded, like Clay said, on both sides. Gators allowing 16.6 a game this year, 15th fewest in the nation. Georgia's surrendering only 16.3 a game, which is 13th in the nation. And neither team has played good defenses all year long, beside, or at least, you know, besides UGA playing LSU and only scored 13 points in that game. Florida scored 27 on LSU and seven were on defense. It is a low-scoring game, so we're taking under. Oh, yeah, so both of you guys on the under there. Any thoughts on the on the spread? Uh, I think it's plus seven right now, Florida. I mean, looking at it, I'd take Florida catching seven. That's, uh, not as a pod pick, though. If I, if I want to go ahead and uh, go into my next pick before Mike oh, yeah, does his, ahead. I got uh, Georgia – I got Georgia minus six and a half. Basically, Georgia's had two weeks to think about just getting gushed by LSU. I think they stifle Florida. They probably win a two-touchdown game here. Georgia's in the position now where you have to get your playoff hopes back up. And uh, the best, what better way than to beat up on your rival down in Jacksonville? Always a fun game. 
I like Georgia minus six and a half here. Bulldogs roll, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, that means we're going to have to have our first live pod bet. <laughs> Uh-oh, sound effects. I'm going to take Florida plus seven. If you want to roll with that at me, we'll take two beers at Alfred's before a Grizz game. Oh. Oh, you calling me out. Yeah, Ooh. let's do it. Yeah, we'll just put those on your brother's tab as well since he uh, he's in debt to us also. <laughs> Clay's yeah, I'll put on that. Two I'll put on Maddie's tab. I'll Venmo him money if I lose. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so y'all pod bet. Uh, Clay's taking Georgia minus seven. Uh, Mike's taking uh, Florida plus seven. So that'll be a good I got them at a half for pod purposes. Or six and a half, yeah. Yeah, so yeah for the pod purposes, you have six and a half. We get it. Yeah, yeah. So No, no I mean, that's, that's what it was up until like recently. So, yeah. Um, so that'll be the line. Uh, I'll give you my next pick, though. Yeah, go ahead. Run so, with it. We're bouncing out of the SEC, and we're moving on to the Great American Conference. We got South Florida at Houston. I'm going to roll with Houston again. We're going to try them again. Minus seven. UCF, they beat UConn by eight points last week. UConn is trash. They beat Tulsa by one. They beat East Carolina by seven. I mean, what can you really say about that? They've only covered two games this year. Houston's four and two against the spread. One of those not covering is obviously the one I pick. Both defenses have struggled this year, and I think Houston could just straight up outscore them with a shootout at home. So I got the Cougars. Cougars, rolling with the Cougars. I like it. Yeah, that might be an interesting game there. To uh, South Florida, 7-0. and Little, uh, hey, yeah, which uh, also means we're setting up for a very nice USF-UCF showdown. Ooh, is that at the end of the season? Yeah. Let me pull that up. You can't get enough on that over. I <laughs> know. Yeah, yeah, that's and the last, not, last one. It's going to open at like 79. Friday after Thanksgiving. Boom. Oh, that's a great football day. I, I'd definitely watch that game over Arkansas-LSU, without a doubt. Correct. That's also the day of the uh, Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, 10 million pay-per-view match, just for a little golf shout out. Oh, there we go. That's going to be a good one. But if, if anybody was wondering why I hadn't taken UCF already, they're actually on a bye this week. So we'll get back on that train next week. But Clay's still taking them on this bye. They're going to dominate. <laughs> uh, they're good. Call. I'll lay 45 on this one. <laughs> what's, your, uh, what's your next one, Clay? All right. Last but certainly not least, we're moving to a little big football here. I got the Wisconsin Badgers minus four and a half at Northwestern. Wisconsin still rolling. Last week they had 375 rushing yards against Illinois. Northwestern, middle of the nation, rush defense. They're 49. I I love for Jonathan Taylor and Taiwan Deal to get rolling here. Wisconsin needs all the help they can get in a very crowded Big Ten. They're going to have their hands full coming down the stretch. So I like Wisconsin going on the road, winning at Northwestern. Boom. Yeah, that's uh, Wisconsin. Normally, they're this time of year, they're one loss or no losses, like in that Big Ten playoff con- uh, con- uh, conversation. So, a little bit of a down year for them. I think they just have one loss, correct? Or do they? No, they have two. two. Now? They have two. Okay. But, they have two. Uh, that's game. Yeah. No, I mean, Hornybrook, they've had a Big Ten's a little bit, you know, they've had to play Michigan early. So, Michigan's a little better this year. But um, Wisconsin's just playing for a New Year's Six Bowl. But yeah, they still got a chance. They're, uh, they're not going to playoffs, but they'll be up there. 
But they still have a shot because they uh, they they might play in the Big Ten championship just because uh, of that's true. Division, but know? will you take a two-loss Wisconsin team to the playoffs? No, no, if, no. I meant like a yeah. game. But I'm just making an yeah. argument. Anyway. No, they won't. That no BYU thing. Yeah, BYU and then Penn State, wasn't it? The other one? Or no, no, Michigan. No, BYU they got rolled. Yeah. Either way, my last pick of the night is going to be Utah minus 10 on the road at UCLA with Chad Kelly. Uh, Chad Kelly's got this offense really rolling. Chip Ranked, Kelly? Uh, Chip Kelly. I don't know why I said Chad. <laughs> been in the news lately. Chad been in the news Sorry, news Chad Kelly. Sorry. Um, <laughs> really robbed you there. He might be the offensive coordinator there by the season, in the season. Either way, Chip Kelly. Got the offense rolling, 113th ranked in offense, uh, 104th in yards per play, so obviously they're trash. Utah's middle of the road offense, but their defense is actually one of the best in the country, ranked number one in rush D. Utes have covered seven out of their last ten, covered nine out of their last 12 on the road. Injury report, if you go look for UCLA, it's pretty hefty, so I'm just going to ride Utah, catching at least getting two touchdowns to win. There you go. A little three-game win streak for them. Yeah, UCLA finally got on the board, though. Those back-to-wins back-to-back, but tough, tough opening year for Chip. You think he turn? You think he get, turns like, – like, you can recruit a little bit at UCLA. Like, you can get some players there. You think he uh, turns it around the next couple of years if they give him the time? Anybody? I don't know. I mean, I think uh, overall, I think his um, – the history he's had with the previous teams he's been with, I, I just don't feel like that – runs well for recruits, so I don't think so. Yeah. I was never high as high on Chip Kelly as others were, so I, I don't know. I think he had a perfect storm at uh, Oregon there for a while, but yeah, who knows? I've been wrong before. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what he can do in L.A. Uh, but, I mean, it might have a chance since UCLA is like they're going to be looking for a coach soon, so I may want to jump on it. Uh, yeah, so uh, I believe that's five for each of you guys, right? Yeah. Yeah, so another that five. That's correct. Y'all want to run through those real, real quick? Clay, you start off? Uh, all right, I got uh, the Georgia Bulldogs minus six and a half in the cocktail party. Also got under 52 total in that game. I have uh, Texas A&M, Mississippi State Bullies under 45 and a half. Wisconsin Badgers laying four and a half at Wisconsin. And – Podcast favorite, Mike Leach in Washington State, catching three at Stanford. Yeah, I've got Utah minus 10 at UCLA, Houston minus seven against UCF, Arkansas at home, one and a half, but we don't need them. Florida, Georgia under 52, sounds like the band. And we got Mike Leach once again, plus three. So the pod's going eight no this week. Let's go. Let's go. Um, uh, yeah, so another good week had, uh, coming our ways, I'm sure. I feel it. Uh, we had actually had a voicemail this week, first-time caller. Uh, okay. Yeah. Hey, so we'll, uh, we'll get right to that right here. What's up, fellas? It's your guy, A-Tay. Um, first-time voicemail caller, so this will be uh, interesting. I uh, kind of have a cold sweat, a little nervous about this one. But, uh, yeah. I uh, listen to y'all every week. I enjoy every bit of it. No money, Mike. You're my favorite, easily. Um, Clay, 
you're my guy. You always do your thing. Just win money. But uh, I'm just going to go jump to the chase. I'm going tonight. Georgia Tech plus three and a half. I like Paul Johnson. I like the triple option. I just smell something brewing. And then Saturday night, just off the wall, a nice little, like, little money mic, Toledo versus Miami, just a random game. I'm going to go Navy plus 23.5 against Notre Dame. The game is in San Diego at the Navy base. I smell something cooking over there, and I'm seeing a cover. That's all I'm seeing. But um, that's all I got. I'm betting light this week. I'm deep in the hole. But I do want to touch base on uh, last week. Shout out to Mike for that three and two, and shout out to Clay for the four and one. It's funny because Mike is, if he turns out another three and two this week, man, he's he's basically one week away from me uh, unmuting him uh, when he makes his predictions. So, Good luck to you, brother, and uh, thanks for y'all's hard work. Y'all kill it this week. Hey, big shout-out to A-Tay for uh, leaving us a voicemail. Always been a big fan, big friend of A-Tay. We grew up in the same neighborhood in Hernando. We we survived the same streets of uh, East Hernando, so we go way back. But uh, going with two uh, underdogs, very interesting this week. Actually watching this Vitech Virginia Vitech Georgia Tech game right now, and Georgia Tech's up seven and a half. So you're halfway there to one of those games. Not really sure about the Navy pick. Notre Dame has been pretty solid this year, but you know, uh, you call in and go two and zero in your first voicemail. You know, we'll show you some love. So rooting for you. <laughs> I like it. I'm ready to prove Ate wrong so he doesn't have to unmute me. He's probably muted me still right now, so he won't be able to hear me. But either way, I'm looking forward to finish off in lo- finishing off October. And honestly, I don't think Navy's going to go three time zones across the country and cover 24. So we'll roll with that. Yeah, that's a yeah. Being in uh, San Diego, that's interesting though. Maybe. But I'll- I do appreciate the love from Ate, of course. Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm glad I'm his favorite. <laughs> so we can keep this going here, maybe. Best of luck to you, sir. If you do go to and uh, I'll be pretty pumped for you, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, appreciate, of course, Ate leaving the voicemail. Uh, you can always find the number uh, in our uh, podcast bio or in the details of each podcast where the kind of describe what's going on with the podcast. So our Twitter handles are in there and all that stuff too. So, um, but uh, any other closing thoughts, guys, before we get out of here? Like any – I know we've talked about the big games kind of, but any other thoughts, uh, you know, that we didn't that we didn't touch on? Yeah, pretty exciting week. You know, the, the playoff race is starting to uh, shape up. We're going to get to see who uh, who gets to challenge Alabama for the throne. No, not really sure if there's a contender out there. Also, not going full apology yet, but if they beat Ohio State, I have to give a full apology to podcast favorite quarterback, Shea Patterson. He got a big win last week at Michigan State. They're close. They're kind of on the inside playoff hunt. But they still have to beat Ohio State before we go full apology mode. So, we'll leave it at that. Mm, got a few weeks till that happens, or t- till that's possible. I hope Michigan doesn't. 
I don't like either one. I'd actually rather see Michigan win between those two teams, Ohio State, because it was great watching Purdue just smash them. Oh, yeah. Uh, but overall, I think uh, the sneaky game to watch this weekend is going to be Kentucky-Missouri, I think. Oh, yeah. It's a 3 o'clock game, same time as Florida-Georgia, so flipping to that game while you're watching the uh, greatest outdoor cocktail party. I yeah. think that would be good. I mean, it, it blows my mind that Kentucky is a seven-point dog, especially given the year they've had so far. Mm-hmm. But maybe Vegas knows something that I don't. I think they're, maybe yeah. their quarterback is dinged up. I, know he, I think he got, like, dinged up in the game last week, but I don't know if he's out. So maybe that's influencing it. I just remembered that. But it may I be. think it's just the, uh, the impact of only a seven-point win against Vandy. Yeah. It's the Mark Stoops last half of the season. uh, Pretty much. But for the sake of the futures pod, or the futures bet for the pod, Mizzou over six and a half wins, we definitely need this one. This would be big. Definitely. Drew Locke trying to to be a first-round draft pick, too. So, um, yeah, a couple things to watch for this week. And uh, you guys will be – if you're listening to this, should have gone over this at the beginning. But, uh, you know, it's, it's Friday morning instead of Thursday. Uh, or th- late Thursday night, uh, had a couple, uh, you know, logistical things going on, but all good. We're still getting it to you in time to, to win- get some winners. So, um, if there's nothing else from you guys, as always, appreciate you uh, jumping on. Yeah, anytime, dude. Happy to be here, man. Yep. Another week of winners coming. Let's go. Week, uh, See you. Peace.